I respect your time. You have to respect my time. This is something we had to teach so many entrepreneurs in this country. Uh, people in US, in even Indian Americans, they respect the qualities and the strengths and the talents that one has. And then they work around. The spirit of collaboration in India, comparatively, is now beginning to form. You need somebody to present about your business, where it was yesterday, where it is today, and where it is going. And I call it as win, win, win. Everybody has to win. This is episode 7 of Dream 100 show with Miss Geeta Ramamurthy. Welcome to the Dream 100 show listeners. I'm your host, Savita Hosamane. And I'm your co-host, Gunjan. Each week, we interview today's most successful and inspiring business owners with winning teams who had the courage to chase their dreams in spite of all the challenges. Join us as we bring you everything that goes on in the minds of successful business owners during decision-making process and gain insights to make smarter decisions. In today's episode, we talk to Ms. Geeta Ramamurthy, who is the co-founder and CEO of Giga Innovation Center. Giga has been instrumental in providing Indian entrepreneurs access to the US market with huge networking opportunities. She works dedicatedly with startups, which are at its early stages and supports them to identify their gaps, evaluate their ideas, empower them with skills, strategize their approach to the market with the necessary tools and eventually help them to get funded only if they are looking for an investment option. Amazing, isn't it? Also, she mentors growth stage companies to scale to the next level. She is the knight in shining armor for startups and the go-to person for every entrepreneur and business leader. She is truly a global entrepreneur with a collaborative and an energizing spirit to the core. So let's get set to hear it out from her right here, right now. Welcome to yeah. the Dream 100 show, Mrs. Geeta. It's truly yeah. an honor and pleasure to have you here. <laughs> From your own perspective, how would you describe yourself as a person? Yeah, I was one born with certain skills, but then afterwards, uh, you know, certain talents and all that. And afterwards, I learned. So how I can describe me is I'm a passionate entrepreneur to start with. And I'm a good communicator. Hmm. And the thing is, I get done, I, I get things done. <laughs> Those are the three things. Awesome. You said that you are a very good communicator, a passionate entrepreneur. Did you have anybody as a role model initially to look up to where you got this uh, feeling that even I should also be an entrepreneur? Because I'm sure at that time when you started off, it was not uh, like entrepreneurship was not uh, looked upon as something uh, as a great uh, thing to pursue with. Yeah. Entrepreneurship came to me in a very indirect manner. First of all, the person that I consider as a great teacher, I mean, he didn't teach me anything, but I learned by observ observation and a mentor. 
is uh, Dr. Gururaj Deshpande. He is um, the chairman emeritus of the Boston chapter of Thai. And even today, I am like family to him and he's like family to us and uh, also a source of inspiration to me. And uh, so that's where it all comes from. So the entrepreneurship inspiration came to me when he hired me as the executive director for the Boston chapter of Thai in 1998. Okay. So yeah. prior to it, uh, how was your uh, journey? Like what was your education and how did you start off uh, I, your professional journey? Okay. Born and brought up in Bangalore. I went to Mount Carmel's and I was doing my BSE degree in science, arts and sciences. And uh, uh, halfway through my degree, I got married and I went to Boston and continued my studies in uh, uh, Boston in Northeastern University. There I got a degree in medical technology and a master's in medical technology, which is nothing but diagnostic medicine. You know, like uh, just to give you an example, when you go to the hospital to see a doctor, they draw a lot of blood and collect a lot of specimens from patients. And those uh, specimens come to the laboratory and uh, we analyze it and we diagnose it and then send it to the doctors. So that is what my specialization is, but totally changed after joined uh, Thai. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. How did uh, Giga happen? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Giga happened because when I was in Thai in 2004 and 2007, I led two venture capital delegation trips to India. We brought 30 venture capitalists from uh, Boston to India. We visited four cities, Bangalore, uh, Mumbai, Hyderabad, and Delhi. And uh, both times I learned that uh, entrepreneurship was just taking shape in India at that time. Uh, I learned that there are lots and lots of gaps here. uh, We wanted to teach these entrepreneurs, train them, guide them, and uh, also get them the networks. Uh, Then I said one way for them to expand their network is abroad. That's why using the Thai networks, we came up with this name. Uh, The name came up in a very, very funny way. Uh, My name is Geeta and my son's name is Ghanasham. I asked one of our advisors to give me a, a short name for our company that includes Geeta and Ghanasham. He said, how about Giga? So it's Geeta and Ghanasham. But we, we changed the spelling a little bit for Giga. We made it GI. That means giving Indians. Mm-hmm. Ghanasham is global and, uh, and access. That's how the name came up. <laughs> yeah. So then um, we said uh, there is, um, in, in addition to connecting people to uh, people globally, we also need to educate them and train them. That's where the whole uh, concept of giving Indians global access came from. So how did the entrepreneurs react? Were they open to the idea? Because at uh, during 2004 and all, uh, there was not much of uh, internet which was rampant or anything like that. I'm sure you would have had a lot of challenges then. Yeah, uh, I was still in Thai in that time, 2004. And I left Thai in uh, 2008. Uh, actually 2010. So I was still in Thai and I was just uh, creating a network and helping those people connect to people in India, connecting people to uh, people in US, so on. So we were continuing to do that. Only after 2010, 
I started uh, developing this. And I also, you know, worked in uh, as a senior executive after I left Thai in two companies. Then after that, I came to India and started my own. Can you just give us a comparison, like how people over there uh, look at business in Boston? And uh, once you uh, started interacting with uh, entrepreneurs here, I'm sure there have been a lot of variations in the way they approach their business. So just an insight. Yeah, Uh, the most important thing uh, that uh, quality they have is collaboration, partnerships, right? And the openness to collaborate. And they know that I specialize in something. Nobody is going to steal my idea. Nobody is going to take that and, uh, you know, do their own things. Some ideas have been uh, stolen, but not in that stage of uh, development. I'll give you one example. This Cafe Coffee Day, not Cafe Coffee Day, uh, in U.S., it's Starbucks, Mm-hmm. right starbucks and in the in starbucks people come in have a cup of tea and start discussing uh, discuss about their meetings and all that and they write things uh, they used to write things on the napkins and little pieces of paper and all that to explain there are a couple of times where they have either left the napkin there or left the piece of paper there somebody has taken the idea and somebody has become successful and we do have some uh, case studies like that but those are in the beginning stages but once you launch once you start uh, people in us in even indian americans they respect the qualities and the strengths and the talents that one has and then they work around it so that is one quality that has uh, that people have in in the us and they practice it to the fullest and that's what makes them very very successful mm-hmm. that spirit of collaboration mm-hmm. and the spirit of collaboration in india comparatively is now beginning to form you know they're losing they're kind of saying okay i should not be afraid to share my thoughts and all that but it still has to go a long way Mm-hmm. Do you think it is because of the competition, huge competition that exists here? Uh, people are uh, so much constricted to their ideas. No, uh, competition is there worldwide. Mm-hmm. It's just that mindset, you know. Oh, oh somebody is going to steal me, uh, you know, and somebody is going to pull me down. Uh, so these kind of things are there, and uh, uh, you know, people should not be afraid of uh, this thing because. nobody can be you at the end of the day right yeah. nobody can replace you or uh, copy you to some mm-hmm. extent they can but not not to a great extent and once you get that confidence then uh, the can succeed very well mm-hmm. yeah after uh, you left tai then uh, you said two years uh, you worked somewhere as an executive after that how was your journey after that you know when i already had brought these uh, venture capitalists we had met a lot of entrepreneurs and all that so we knew where the gaps are we came here luckily for me the co-work environment was just starting uh, luckily for us uh, we have a property ancestral property in rajajinagar uh, my father's uh, old home we occupied the first floor and then uh, for some uh, years we had rented it out 
people used to come to us and say we want to rent in this place you know it was so funny and uh, then um, those people moved out and uh, then we decided uh, to see uh, the terminology people use makes a huge difference right we used to call it as innovation center we like in the us Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it as incubation center accelerators that you use now we used to call it as incubation uh, innovation center and we advertised it as innovation center nobody showed up oh nobody showed up for 6 months and because they didn't understand the terminology then one day 6:30 in the evening i remember it very well i and my son we were trying to close the office and go home then one uh, elderly gentleman came in then we told him uh, this is an innovation center and uh, this is what we do and then he said oh this is a co-work space <laughs> 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 then uh, we caught on uh, that word co-work because mm. that is a word that is used here and that is a word people understand so we started advertising like that within two months we filled the place <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so using the right terminology terminology is very important Mm-hmm. very important and in the us if you say co-work space they think about it a bit uh, you know they they use the words innovation centers incubators things like that that is more uh, used in the conversations mm-hmm. yeah awesome it's amazing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this is something which is very insightful <laughs> yeah before you actually venture out i think everybody should get used to the kind of terminologies for their respective yes. businesses <laughs> yes uh, believe me uh, when we came from us to india uh, we had to learn so many new things including the behavior of people and uh, how to understand people if they say one thing do they mean that you know things like that because here in us there is much more straightforward uh, conversation and trust factor is very high their deals have been done just by a shake hand here that doesn't happen uh, we had to learn uh, to how to convince people how to make them understand what we are doing they always used to say one thing or oh, you are from america you don't know anything about india you know you don't understand us today they don't say that because we talk like indians <laughs> <laughs> you mean you talk the language of indians yeah, yeah language of indians and we use the same gestures we use everything and so uh, they they are a lot more open now and now what i do in conversations with the um, corporate executives and also business leaders is in the beginning itself i teach them i teach them you need to be like this you need to be like that you may think i'm a little bit strange but you are not going to be successful if you don't practice these things wow they open up even the people who are a lot more older than i am they respect that and they follow and uh, oh we are happy that you are here we would love to take your advice all that mm-hmm. and in order to get to that level of uh, making them respect and understand what we are saying it took us 3 4 years oh, oh yeah it took us time. yeah it's quite a long time because you have to learn uh, first you have to open up and you have to give them something and then correct them when they come to you you have to correct them first you have to get them in the door that <laughs> itself is complicated and once they are in the door they are kind of half convinced 
and then you have to convince them 100% okay so in this process of learning unlearning and uh, incorporating things uh, wasn't it a bit disappointing for you like that it is taking so much of time putting so much of effort because the same energy for all you had put there you would have achieved far greater success here uh, i think the success rate was not that very quick so how did you manage that um it's it's all about uh, you know positive thinking right and getting inspired i never lost my touch with the people in the us whenever i had a challenge or something like that i would always talk with them and then they would give me some advice they would inspire me they would guide me they would always say to me hey this is not the end of the world you know uh, let's change a little bit so that changing attitude i learned it very quickly and that helped me a lot today when i go to a meeting i have no expectations okay. nothing but open mind and i'll say okay if this guy says this i'll tell him this you know things like that you know yeah it's exciting it's exciting awesome when you started off with your innovation come co-working space how did that develop what were the success stories there uh, okay the more and more we started meeting uh, startups growth stage companies and all that Uh, we saw a lot of gaps in their you know, the way they do business right and the kind of services that they are uh, getting and all that just to give you one example most of them have the cas who do their accounting and finance and all that these cas they just come they uh, they just take care of their accounting they report and uh, they help these people file taxes etc that kind of reporting or record record keeping will not excite the investors because it's kind of like an old fashioned way then i said to myself that these people not only need advice they also need support services that's where we uh, created this uh, project called gigacom c a l m that mm-hmm. stands for Com- compliance accounting audit legal and because some companies are going abroad they need some legal advice from abroad also so legal is very important oh. and the last is marketing marketing has become such a paramount need in india and abroad also it's because the whole marketing landscape has changed it's changed into digital and social media Hmm. in the old days it used to be oh can i have an appointment with you i'll come and present my company that ain't happening today <laughs> nobody wants to give that time and so what is happening is all the businesses have to unlearn and learn new things and so that's where our marketing is becoming a very paramount uh, support that's where we started this and then for the growth stage companies we called it as 10x organizational transformation you were successful up until this point now if you want to go to the next level you need to change you need to transform some of the policies and businesses we have a company example we have a company that is looking for funding and this man has been he's a phd so phd's think very differently than entrepreneurs right uh, they know their deep knowledge in their thing and they try to apply that to everything it doesn't work and this man uh, has been doing business for the past 10 years and now he's looking for funding i had to tell him that you need a business strategist 
you won't believe it i told him where is your team i need a slide on your team he just sends me his photo and his background that's my team <laughs> and i said investors are going to uh, you know run away from this you need to have a team then he said what do you want me to do i said very basic you need a business strategist who advises you because this man is not a good presenter you need somebody to present about your business where it was yesterday where it is today and where it is going for that you need a business strategist and a good communicator and uh, second thing is uh, you know we will work with him and we will guide him and advise him to what we require when you when we take you to the investors he ended up hiring two people we will uh, let them learn about our business then we'll come back to you so like that you know um, th- that is what we do we make people unlearn and learn new things mm-hmm. or at least new thing learn new things if you don't want to unlearn old things mm-hmm. yeah. so according to you who are the most important in a business is it the investors uh, the team of investors or is it the team which is actually working for you uh you mean uh, working for us in the company or yeah, for yeah, us yeah hmm. okay in a company it's a, it's a combination of everything see in, in the old days or in indian culture business culture they are so bent on the titles right hierarchy i'm a business leader i will do all the decisions blah 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 and all that they don't realize maybe there is a manager below them he knows more and he knows how to make changes uh, they don't realize that oh he's just a manager what does he know he's managing 10 people so we slowly are changing that uh, kind of culture within that one company here we are not changing the whole world here whatever whoever is our client we say that bring your manager to the thing and um, on the other hand we also get very surprised about some of the older uh, generation leaders who are quick to change and so quick to learn we are learning from them it's amazing uh, i have a call this afternoon with a gentleman uh, he is uh, he reminds me of uh, do you know kfc yeah 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 you know kfc right colonel sanders right yeah. um, he was a colonel retired in the army and then uh, he started uh, he loves cooking he used to love cooking so he used to do this uh, fried chicken Mm. and he used to distribute it uh, you know to his neighbors and they loved it and they are the ones who forced him to do a business that's where kentucky fried chicken started and uh, look where it is today you know mm. and uh, so this man reminds me of that because um, he was a senior executive in, uh, in in several companies and he retired now he is probably close to 70 his name is gautam dar now he wants to start a fully organic uh, cosmetics wow hmm. with the cosmetics that come with a affordable price hmm. the outside cosmetics are very expensive not everybody can afford it hmm. so he wants to do that when i spoke with him on a google meet just uh, two weeks ago i was so inspired i cannot tell you how much i got inspired by this man and i told him you remind me of colonel standers <laughs> <laughs> indian kfc <laughs> yeah indian kfc and he started laughing and uh, today this afternoon i have a call with him because he requested me to have a discussion with his entire team so mm-hmm. he said 
i cannot explain all these things let them learn what is happening beyond their duty they need to know they need to also start dreaming okay this company is going here 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 i can contribute here and i said sure so that's the call i'm having with him and every time i speak with him believe it or not um, he's so quick uh, to respond and uh, it's amazing <laughs> yeah awesome i'm going to have you interview him someday <laughs> <laughs> definitely i would love to yeah. do that yeah i am totally for organic products <laughs> yeah oh that's great that's great that yeah. would be awesome yeah see you connect investors and this startups or the growth businesses together and you help them to scale and grow yeah uh, one thing which i have noticed is uh, few of the startups uh, they are uh, they do a startup with the intention of only uh, getting funding and yeah. exiting so how do you identify uh, whether they are really uh, concerned and these are the ones who will take the business they will they might scale up the business or they might be uh, continuing the business for a long period of time or is it just with the intention that they want to get that funding and uh, take the exit route see today funding is not easy you know mm-hmm. the investors are not just writing checks to everybody right even if the idea is good they don't write checks they want to see the mindset of the entrepreneur and uh, easy capable of taking this uh, you know this company from level a to level b so they are very very shrewd and smart so what we do is we uh, start talking to the entrepreneur on the entrepreneur side we guide them and coach them first and then we prepare them to face the investors mm-hmm. and uh, we won't right away say no your idea is bad blah 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 and all that we mm-hmm. don't discourage anybody but we bring them to a level where they can communicate with the investors not only communicate with investors answer their questions properly we guide them and coach them then only we bring them to the investors so investors are very very happy that we have done our homework we have done 90% of the work they just have to do 10% you know in the end so all the companies uh, which get funded uh, from your side they are uh, all startups mm-hmm. you know we we help startups so they are all growing right now and uh, we have not you know come to the unicorn stage yet and all that and uh, we just facilitate funding that's what we say we don't say we are getting them funding we just facilitate it first let them grab the attention of the investor and the interest of the investor then we facilitate the whole process and we stay with them to make sure they are going in the right direction yeah that's a value we add to the investor as well as uh, uh, the entrepreneur so it's a win win situation yeah Mm-hmm. and i call it as win 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 everybody has to win there should not be anybody who goes home sometimes what we do is we also connect people to people you know one entrepreneur to another entrepreneur because the services they can exchange the services and support each other and uh, there also then it becomes a three level wins you know so it's always everybody i tell uh, my entrepreneurs or the service providers i want you to take home no free service to anybody nothing should be free i i want you to take home even 1 rupee and sleep peacefully and say you know i helped geeta she paid me 1 rupee rather than i helped geeta she never did anything to me she never gave me anything 
mm-hmm. you see the difference and that has to be in the mindset of people mm-hmm. yeah basically uh, from what i understand is uh, you work on the mindset first and the skill yeah. set also so the yeah. mindset and skill set once they are equipped then you make them uh, investor ready and yeah. then the investor comes in yeah. and it's a journey together uh, yeah. i think uh, you guys are doing a wonderful job yeah <laughs> otherwise they won't get invested and then uh, the investor will shut the door he will never open it and there are people who don't listen hmm. also <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> yeah those who are uh, not listeners also i'll give you one example i won't mention the name or anything this man is in uh, he's a phd again mm-hmm. and uh, this man is in a very very interesting food product a uh, thing it will also help uh, the sick people as well as the healthy people you know and mm-hmm. uh, it has a great potential in the world so he has to manufacture this product right and uh, so he came to us and uh, we started coaching him guiding him and all that and we even took him to some uh, potential investors and one is investor came back to me and said geeta he's trying to churn the ocean he's uh, trying to do everything possible uh, but he needs to uh, first decide on priorities and he needs to focus only on those priorities uh, you cannot do everything you cannot manufacture you cannot sell all that stuff he needs to decide on something then focus on it take it to the next level then other things i wrote to him i even sent the comments from the investor to this guy he never came back mm-hmm. yeah but we did all we could to advise him to bring him to this level and make him realize what the gaps are in his business and uh, we are waiting if he want it's an open door if whenever he is ready he will come back and that time we know exactly what to tell, ask him did you do this did you do this did you do this <laughs> yeah okay person has just an idea can they walk into your renovation center and say i have a brilliant idea will you help me in this from that stage from the ideation stage do you help businesses or at least somebody who is already established ideation stage also we help businesses and we in the beginning when somebody comes to us with an idea we connect them with some experts and all on one side we connect them with some experts on the other side we connect them with some entrepreneurs who are our close friends and say hey take a look at this idea it may be similar to what you were thinking before and uh, look at it and then they immediately evaluate the whole thing and they tell them the positives and the negatives and so these guys come back to us and then we say you know how do you want to move forward we do from that level also mm-hmm. yeah i'll give you one example there was this one uh, there is this one guy who has a brilliant idea about a tea mm-hmm. uh, not green tea another kind of tea uh, it's called purple tea and uh, so i have tasted it personally and uh, this tea that he makes is made out of not leaves it's made out of petals of a flower wow mm-hmm. yeah and it has uh, so much medicinal value and uh, so many um, uh, you know good qualities uh, in it antioxidants and other things uh, we had it, uh, we had we read the report and all that that purple tea is another interesting thing when you put the tea bag in the tea the, in the cup right hot water it is blue in color <laughs> it's blue it turns blue in color mm-hmm. then you add two drops of citrus lemon juice 
immediately it turns purple oh it's amazing <laughs> from day one we have gotten him some investors and all that now he's uh, we have also connected him with some debt funders and he's uh, try, he's in the process of getting that also he incubates with us mm-hmm. and uh, without our knowledge he got so excited about the money he got without our knowledge he went to went and opened up a shop okay, like a tea shop in a main street uh, then he started uh, selling and he was making some good money and all that stuff but he got contracted with covid he was not able to he got recovered and all that stuff his family members got covid and all that he just was not able to maintain that shop again we came back to him but we were telling him that you know opening up shop comes with a lot of costs right lot of cost maintenance and uh, every day managing it will be too much instead of that just focus on b2b marketing mm-hmm. like e-commerce right uh, just focus on that but he was so passionate he got this money and he wanted to do something and all that without telling us he went ahead and did it now he's realizing what he did was a mistake and um, now he's trying to sell that little shop to somebody else pass it on to somebody else and i told him i will not take you to any investors unless you are e-commerce because <laughs> that's the only thing that is you learned your lesson uh, and you know it's so much maintenance the same really? amount of time mm. he can uh, focus on procuring orders and because it is such a phenomenon purple tea you know blue to purple and all that people are going to kill to try it at least very true <laughs> yeah so now he has realized and he said uh, to me the other day ma'am i should have listened to you and i said that is your first step in success <laughs> first step in success not that you are listening to my advice but you are realizing and uh, and you could have you could have done uh, done this without opening that shop or going through losses and all that it's okay you will never forget this lesson in the in life you know he's a young guy you can always bounce back mm-hmm. you know and we have got two investors lined up for him already awesome uh, provided he goes the e-commerce way mm-hmm. yeah so what do you think of the uh, few common mistakes which most entrepreneurs uh, commit when they start off see uh, one thing they do is they have the passion passion is essential but it should not be at a level where it is blinding your success mm. that's one thing people do second of course in india collaboration they don't believe in that and they keep on struggling 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 with whatever they have and uh, the third thing is that ability or the interest to change course mm-hmm. that's very very important successful entrepreneurs do that but most of the other entrepreneurs don't do that especially women mm-hmm. uh, you know they are so passionate about something and uh, they don't change at all they it takes very long time for them to get out of it and change their course very very important so those who have these abilities uh, will succeed definitely okay yeah. so for winning teams what do you think uh, are the qualities uh, three most important qualities if at all like uh, as you said most of them they'll be solopreneurs and then they slowly start building teams and then they won't be knowing most of the entrepreneurs won't be knowing how to manage a team yeah 
Yeah. First, you need to learn how to manage teams, how to manage people. That you have to learn as for as long as you start hiring people, even one person, two people, you need to manage them. Otherwise, um, things won't work very. Managing people is a skill and it's a learned and practice skill, you know, so you have to learn that. And then you also have to learn. Uh, you also have to be open to get uh, experts and uh, network is very important. You have to have a network. You need to know how to leverage the network. And people are out there to help you. But you have to welcome them. You have to get them in your door. If you keep a door shut, nobody will come. That's very important. And the uh, sense of collaboration mm -hmm. is important. And I want to win. I want that person to win also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll give you one uh, example that tells the mentality. Mm -hmm. We said we are going to, every time we uh, consult with somebody, we do an MOU with them. MOU is just a memorandum of understanding. It is not a contract. In mm -hmm. US, we do a contract because mm -hmm. that is in the practice. And the contract spells, this is what I do. This is what you are going to pay me for, blah, blah, blah. But here, if you say a contract, people get scared. People start thinking about legal issues, this, that, and everything. So we came up with an MOU. And when we do an MOU, we spell it out very clearly what expectations we have from them and what expectations they can have from us, right? And uh, if there is anything that is not mentioned, they get very, very nervous. And then consulting fees, right? We have a consulting fee. We say that we charge this part of consulting fee. And uh, then... They say, let us go for three months and see how you do. And then we will start paying. I said, uh-uh, that doesn't work that way. And in three months, I'm spending all my time. And you have to respect my time. I respect your time. You have to respect my time. This is something we had to teach so many entrepreneurs in this country. See, in US, we say time is money. Hmm. Right? You have heard the phrase. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Even one minute of somebody's time is money, mm -hmm. right? And the, the they have the highest respect for time in 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 the U.S. And even if you don't ask, you they 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 send you a check. Uh, they say, "I spent one hour with you. You gave me your time. Here is my humble payment." Even though you don't bill them or ask them, that's how much the regard they have for time. Here they don't. It's very unfortunate. And you have to respect other people's time. You can't tell me, you help me for six months and I'll see what I can do about paying. And we say no. You have to start from day one. And if we, if you are unsatisfied or if we are, if we feel that we did not give you the time, we'll reimburse the money to you. Mm -hmm. I would rather have that practice than you waiting for six months. And that is another thing we are teaching people. You have to respect other people's time. Awesome. I think uh, this is a very important value which you are bringing in because most of them don't even know that they have to value it also. Yeah, you have to value. value it first. And suppose they suppose we charge 100 rupees a, an hour. I'm just giving you an example. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you are a little bit hesitant in the beginning or if you cannot afford it, hesitation is personal. Mm. I, I don't believe in that, right? You can hesitate and you can pretend you didn't like it. Mm. But if you are not able to pay 100 rupees, 
pay me 10 rupees pay me 10 10 rupees but you have to pay yeah <laughs> i think that makes lot of sense <laughs> yeah uh, yeah pre covid times were different and now post covid course uh, in terms of uh, either in terms of investment or in terms of business taking off what do you see the difference the certain um, businesses are very badly affected and certain businesses had a um, slow period now they are picking up for example what has really helped uh, because of covid is this home delivery business Hmm. yeah as you can imagine right even a smallest grocery store is trying to you know have that take online orders take the orders deliver blah 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 and all that whereas um, some businesses that's one example there are so many others and of course um, technology services has also increased because now the technology is changing Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the way you do technology is changing people are understanding businesses are understanding platforms uh, businesses are understanding online business and all that stuff services and all that so that is working whereas i mean this uh, work at home uh, culture mm-hmm. is increasing like crazy and mm-hmm. that's going to stay for a while whereas the businesses that are affected very badly are restaurants and hotels and uh, also pgs Mm. so it is going to take a little while for them uh, i know of a couple of pgs who had to shut down completely because all the people left and all that stuff and uh, they will have to reinvent and uh, see you know how they can uh, i don't know how you can reinvent a pg because you have it's a living thing unless they come up with certain additional services like get sick we are we are here to help you i mean additional support system they can give so the people who live there they we have to think about all that you know some additional support they can give so mm-hmm. things of that nature also in the pgs they used to have bunk beds one sleeping over the other two or three people that has to go you know <laughs> they have to give uh, individual spaces breathing spaces all that healthy stuff mm-hmm. if they can add some health benefits mm-hmm. i think uh, that will pick up slowly so yeah. like that you have to uh, do that for us um, uh, i tell you business has increased like crazy wow. uh, <laughs> yeah because we are there to advise people to guide them so we are making them see something that they are not seeing so they see the value and they are coming back even in our innovation centers we have uh, 250 people who incubate with us all right and only about 3 or 4 people had to shut down their business most of them have come back awesome so uh, were there any point in your uh, business where you felt that no i cannot take this further or uh, it was a very disappointing thing some lowest point in your uh, entire uh, business uh, experience i'll uh, change that word in the lowest point to realization Mm-hmm. right and i'm very very quick to realize things and understand things i'm very quick to change the course or add new services take off services that doesn't work very very quick you know you have to be very very fast and to reinvent or mm-hmm. change the course two words that i use mm-hmm. with that we did not have uh, sometimes we used to wonder are we doing the right thing so far very few mistakes of course we do mistakes we learn very quickly not saying we don't do mistakes at all that's a wrong thing to say mm-hmm. um we do make mistakes but we are just as quick to change and learn and move on 
Okay. So how big is your team in oh, Okay. My team in Bangalore is only 6 people and we have just hired one person to make calls. So we are about 7 people here. We have one person in the US managing the whole thing. And rest of the people we learned rather than hiring people better to get consultants and partners. Okay. Yeah. So for marketing we have a consulting partner. for accounting we have a, we have several consulting partners mm-hmm. and so we use them and that also brings us revenues mm-hmm. uh, and they share their uh, income with us certain percent we don't hire anybody we our hiring practices is uh, not there at all <laughs> so it's a collaborative process collaborative practice awesome She's Gunjan. Hey Gunjan. Hi. How are you? Oh, you look like a you look like a primary school student. <laughs> Not even high school. <laughs> What's your background, Gunjan? Um no, I'm I'm studying in grade 10 right now. Oh, that see my guess is correct. <laughs> yeah. What would you like to say to like the younger generation, the coming up Gen Z as they say it? any advice or because someone starting out right now so what would you like to tell them i tell people there is no age bar to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. no age bar you can be in first grade still do something so invent something right if you have that passion if you have a good idea ask people like your auntie there get advice uh, because you may not know everything always be open to get advice and move forward you know see what happened in my life is um my late husband was a physician he was a phd in cytogenetics from berkeley california and he was a medical doctor from harvard university from harvard and he was a practicing physician he was a pediatrician but he passed away very early in his age and uh, i have only one son sham uh i was uh, in in us in high school uh, starting from 8th grade in summer time they give companies give internship for kids like this right and so that they can learn and get exposed to things thinking that my son is going to follow his father's footsteps i used to put him as an intern in hospitals <laughs> yeah, yeah in hospitals he would be uh, happy he would come home but when he was 15 you know he was in uh, second year in high school he came home and he said mom but then he had lost his father he said mom i don't want to disappoint you i don't want to follow my father's footsteps i want to be an entrepreneur because he used to volunteer in thai oh, and that's wow. how he learned entrepreneurship and right and i want to be an entrepreneur and on top of it next day he brought five kids <laughs> This is yeah, yeah he's already building his team he brought five students uh, like him and he said can you teach us entrepreneurship wow we, we don't know anything can you teach us that's when i started this program in thai called thai young entrepreneurs uh, it's a 12 week course i recommend you join that course next time when they are open and it's a 12 week course 8 weeks once a week you hear from the most successful entrepreneurs out there in the in the bangalore community and uh, you learn from them they teach one one aspect of how do you uh, aspect of a business plan do you know a business plan like how to structure like your uh, yeah 
see you know more than i do <laughs> how to structure and all that so there is there are several aspects to it for example idea just getting an idea is a good thing but after that you need to validate the idea in the market is this a good idea or not so that is one course we give it's a two hour workshop that's all so you go for eight weeks you learn all about the aspects of business plan and after that you form teams amongst your classmates you pick whoever you want you form teams you come up with your own idea and develop that into a business plan with the help of a mentor who are the mentors they are successful entrepreneurs out there you won't believe who will who can be your mentor we will put some mentors to you and you will be so uh, you know excited to work with this man or woman and after that kids you like to know where you are right mm-hmm. so what is the best way to learn business plan competition <laughs> we have a business plan competition locally in our chapter and uh, the first place winner in local chapter they go to tie global and they compete for the global prize of something like $50000 plus investors all that and kids come out and uh, i tell kids like you there are only three winners in every chapter don't be disappointed the opportunities you get and the learning you get it is irreplaceable in your life when i learned about you know entrepreneurship when i was in my 30s only because i joined tai if i didn't join tai i would have gone on with my career right so it's the opportunity you get so that is the best thing you know and uh, so you have so much in your life to accomplish and the kind of people you meet amazing uh, the inspiration you get is amazing and we have that global network we can connect you with anybody you want you can come back and say i didn't like this person can you connect me somebody else <laughs> absolutely we'll connect you with 10 people you can select wow that's yeah. real good <laughs> yeah and so tye was started in boston in 2005 we did the first business plan competition in mit do you wow. know mit yeah yeah mit media lab and uh, then every year the global organization of tai we were doing it at a chapter level at boston and the global organization used to recognize us and give us an award every year best education program so in 2008 i myself went to houston uh, to receive this award so when i was uh, coming down the dais in the front table the leaders of all the tai global plus the deshpande guru the gururaj deshpande they were all sitting there and there is another gentleman who we call him as father of tai his name is uh, late dr ck prahlad look up uh, his videos in uh, youtube he was a professor in media, michigan university he wrote our bylaws for tai he was the first person to come up with the concept of you can start a business in the bottom of the pyramid he calls it as bottom of the pyramid right mm-hmm. bottom of the pyramid is what it's the poor people mm-hmm. see india has three levels bottom of the pyramid which is the highest population then middle class and upper middle class then rich class rich class is only 
of India's population, right? The bottom of the pyramid has 400 million people in the bottom. And they're all like villagers, uh, tier two, tier three cities, uh, laborers, very poor people. And he said, even in the bottom of that pyramid, you can start a business and you can be successful. Wow. Mm -hmm. And you know who took that idea and uh, became successful? The one rupee ice cream guys. <laughs> he said, you can create an ice cream, uh, you know, uh, one for one rupee. You know how they you they could not afford refrigerators. Do you know what they used? Those push carts. Uh... Push cart thing and clay pots. Clay pots has holes in it, fine holes, and it is um, it breathes. So they would put a layer of salt, layer of stones, and layer of water. That is your refrigerator. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's how they started, and they created this one rupee. Yeah, ice cream, candy and ice cream in a container. They are so successful today. The second people who became successful by taking his idea is the people who created the sachet business. Do you know what a sachet is? You pay one rupee, you get a shampoo. You pay one rupee, you get pickle. So these poor people, they can easily spend one rupee and buy a pickle for mm. one meal. Mm. Or they can use it for two meals. I usually buy a sachet of pickle, use it for two meals because it's too <laughs> spicy for me, you know. And I say, oh, I eat little, 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 you know, like that. They became so successful. Where are these ideas coming from? It's coming from bright people and successful entrepreneurs out there. And look up uh, Dr. Gururaj Deshpande. He started the Deshpande Foundation in uh, Hubli. That's his hometown. And today he has a center that has eight, 84,000 square feet that is an incubation center for our entrepreneurs. And he only takes entrepreneurs from second tier, third tier cities. None, none of them from cities, big cities like Bangalore. And they bring them up, right? I'll give you one more story that will inspire all of us. His father... Guru Deshpande's father, he's in Hubli. 15 years ago, he just told uh, Desh that, uh, you know, in uh, Akshay Patra, they have this program called uh, Midday Meals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah? Just to keep poor students in government schools. Because in the morning, they go to school without breakfast. They're so poor, right? And um, their parents send them, give them a cup of milk or something, they send them. And they're starving all day. And in yeah, and if they don't, they don't have money to buy meal, uh, lunch. They can't afford lunch. What do they do? They drop out from school. I don't want to go to school today. I, I'm hungry, right? So in, because to solve that, the Sakshay Patra Foundation, they serve meals, midday meals uh, to school children. That is the only meal they have all day. And they go home, they have dinner with their uh, parents, right? This man said to Desh, father said to son, just take a look at this uh, program, Akshay Patra. He didn't say anything else. So Desh goes and, uh, you know, meets those people, the leaders of uh, ISKCON. They are in Bangalore. They came to Bangalore, met the leaders and all that. And he took that Akshay Patra concept to US. Wow. Mm -hmm. He took it to US, right? And what he does, 
there we even we have volunteered for his program it's called as akshay patra fundraising dinner that's it so what they do they invite all rich people or successful people indians non indians everybody and into a very very expensive hotel right and we have a fancy dinner all funded by desh mm-hmm. that dinner has two purposes one to these people contribute for the akshay patra so they talk about akshay patra and they have a video and all that they talk about the kitchens all that stuff and uh, it's so inspiring for us that he, uh, that the, the 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 program is doing this second most important thing is networking rich people meet rich people successful people meet successful people they become friends they take their businesses business partnership happens that is the second quiet value that you get nobody talks about that only people talk about oh i i akshay patra i went to akshay patra dinner and all that and there the way they raise money they don't say give the money this that and everything very straight forward right in front of your table in your front of your chair there is a pledge card mm-hmm. no nonsense you pledge the money right there wow mm-hmm. yeah no nonsense pledge the money right there if you go home without pledging you be, uh, they will call you you came for our <laughs> you came for our dinner maybe you forgot to pledge there also maybe you forgot can we have your money <laughs> right so they ask so politely mm-hmm. you know how can you guess i'll ask you can you guess gunjan how much money he raises in one dinner let's say we get about 200 people mm. around 100000 go higher higher millions <laughs> yes he raises at least 5 uh, to 8 million dollars per dinner wow <laughs> per dinner you know people also volunteer i mean they also support the kitchens building of the kitchens mm-hmm. one of my closest friends saloni fadia from boston she is from gujarat and in brindavan they were building a kitchen they were trying to build a kitchen there and she stood up and she said uh, i want to take the half the cost of your building the kitchen in brindavan awesome yeah mm-hmm. like that you know so mm-hmm. it amounts to uh, up to 8 million dollars and he does it in big cities like uh, where lot of indians are there boston new york new jersey san francisco places like that atlanta places like that even today every year they send money and every paisa of that money penny we call it that he raises comes to directly to iskon akshay patra foundation i was talking to somebody recently and uh, i said how is akshay patra ma'am we have absolutely no funds in rupees we are managing by us dollars no oh, awesome yeah. that comes from the us mm-hmm. mention desh's name they are like they are ready to fall on his feet mm-hmm. you know like that these are inspirational stories that inspires me at my level and i try to tell these stories to others so it inspires them also truly it's very very inspiring yeah <laughs> and uh, today it is not men or women everybody can be successful 
every person can be successful and that's why i'm chairing this program called thai women entrepreneurs we just started that program last year and i'm chairing it for two years at least and just to bring it to a certain level and i'm not interested in business plan competition and giving them a prize i'm interested in guiding them making them learn the ropes of being an entrepreneur then you let them lose they become successful mm-hmm. see think of a cliff right mm. if you don't know how to climb uh, you can be dreaming i'm i want to go there if you don't know how to climb you are going to stay down mm. that's my process <laughs> that's my belief you have to give them tools you have to mm. teach them and if they need a rope give them a rope right mm. and uh, maybe give them a coach and you know when you come across a stone you have to be careful you should not slip you have to climb like this if you don't give them the tools they are going to fall somewhere and die hmm very true right mm-hmm. so it is very very important and desh does that all the time wow and uh, you know he has taken so many i his real story is his personal story is he is in the mobile technology he has a doctorate in mobile technology from us mm-hmm. he came to boston he wanted to start a company in mobile technology his technology was so forward thinking it was not working so he tells in his speeches i failed i started six companies i failed in all six companies Ooh. yeah the seven, how humble he is right the seventh company he started was cascade communications that was invested by matrix partners and other vc companies and all that that became a huge success within 5 years it got acquired wow he mm. made lot of money in that mm. and then he didn't stop there he started another company within 6 months called sycamore networks again mobile technology and like no other indian after he started sycamore within 6 months he took it public Wow. Mm-hmm. Nobody takes a company within 6 months public. Yes. You know, they have to wait for few years mm-hmm. and all that. But he had so much influence and uh, he knowledge and all that stuff. And when he took it uh, public, he made a killing. Even I invested in Sycamore Networks, right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, you take the stocks and uh, you know, the shares and all that. I also invested in a small way. Um he became the fourth richest man in uh, US for 4 months. <laughs> he made that much money right <laughs> and today of course sycamore networks got acquired by some p uh, private equity firm uh, he made money there also and today he is the first indian american i hope he is not the last he is the first indian american who sits on the board of mit ooh <laughs> he is a board member of mit and mit has given him a free space Uh, a huge space of 4000 square feet for him to have an office there awesome <laughs> yeah so he has deshpande foundation board akshay patra board uh, you know and people get so inspired even americans contribute to akshay patra can you believe that mm-hmm. yeah. awesome so like that what i'm saying is if you do good work and show that you have done it and you are successful anybody in the world will follow you mm-hmm. gunjan i want you to be like that a woman entrepreneur 
Yeah. So now, any happy or funny incident which you remember, which brings a smile across your face every time? <laughs> yeah, uh, this is about my son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When um, when I became pregnant, in my family, I uh, really had difficulty conceiving him. I had to go on a, a regimen, like a fertility program and a regimen, in order to conceive him. So it took me three years to conceive him. Why? Finally, when I went to the doctor, he said, uh, he said uh, quietly, oh, "Okay, you're pregnant now." <laughs> and I said to him, "Doctor, are you sure?" <laughs> he said. He looked at me, started smiling, and he said, "Look at the uh, test results. Right, you are very pregnant." He said. So that was a funny moment. Then I come home. Then. Um, Uh, the day i came home with the test results to tell my husband about it he just got accepted to medical school that day mm-hmm. but he had to go to uh, texas to take the courses mm-hmm. he comes home and he says i just got accepted in medical school <laughs> then i said what do we do now <laughs> then immediately i uh, told him let me call my father Mm-hmm. About this, right? So we called my father, and my father learned about his acceptance in medical school and my becoming pregnant. And he said, "I bless you both." <laughs> <laughs> and I said to him, "What do you mean you bless us both? You know, he's going away to uh, this thing uh, uh, to medical school." Then, uh, then he said, "Gita, don't worry. I'll send your mother okay. to take care of you. That's all I needed." and i told my husband you can go now <laughs> you know and then uh, within uh, one month he had to pack up and leave then my mom came uh, about couple months before my due date and then uh, then she helped me and i you know received her in the airport and all that and stuff so now uh, delivery day comes right they pre- prepped me my delivery was very fast uh within a couple of hours my son was born my labor when i tell my people uh, what is labor <laughs> i didn't have anything you know they they laugh at me mm-hmm. so they brought my mother into the delivery room and all that the del- delivery was very quick and the doctor from the other end he says uh, you have a boy i said are you sure <laughs> because in my family every first child is a daughter Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was imagining I'm going to have a daughter. I even had picked a couple of names for mm-hmm. a girl, right? There are no names for boys. So he said, "I said, are you sure?" Then he said, "I'm very sure." So <laughs> he brought the baby and uh, showed me and put the baby on my uh, chest and all that and all that. Then I look at my mother and I say, "Mom, uh, what do I do?" uh i don't have a name for a boy because it was a normal delivery they would discharge me the same day mm-hmm. uh, they would discharge me the same day and they would give a birth certificate and they needed a name by afternoon oh. so mm-hmm. yeah like that you mm-hmm. know they give a birth certificate they need a name so i said what do i do i used to sing this one song of lata mangeshkar and mana um, i think uh, he was uh, Uh, i don't know the male singer i forget uh, so that song is ganeshama sundara oh ho ho yeah. i used to sing it in all the parties they used to force me to sing that song <laughs> and i used to sing both hindi version and kannada version <laughs> ganeshama sundara so my mother said you used to sing this song 
So God has given you Ganeshab. You can name him Ganeshab. <laughs> so that's how we named him Ganeshab. Oh. So and oh. we call him Sham for short. Mm-hmm. and uh, and that's one uh, success i'm very proud of and uh, he has become a very successful entrepreneur he's my partner mm-hmm. and awesome. uh, so i'm very very happy about that uh, about him and his mm-hmm. accomplishments that's great <laughs> great yeah. so these are funny incidents in my life <laughs> awesome so now we will move on to the rapid fire round oh, go ahead oh. so um firstly what are three qualities about yourself that you admire the most or that you love love about yourself first thing is positive energy I always have positive energy and positive belief in myself i never even when i'm down like crazy i don't think negatively so positive energy and the ability to inspire other people uh to communicate and inspire other people the, those are the two qualities i admire and uh, that always willing to change willing to adapt adapt and adopt mm-hmm. there are two uh, this thing i'm willing to adapt to any circumstance and willing to adopt any new things that come my way those are the three qualities wow so now uh, do you think sense of humor is important uh, in business circles yes very very important uh, otherwise you are going to worry 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 and uh, you know no not go anywhere sense of humor you know that that moment when you are experiencing something bad you may not have the sense of humor i always tell myself you know when something happens to me i first thing i say is what the hell <laughs> okay <laughs> so that kind of brings me back to that uh, normal uh, level Mm-hmm. and then i start thinking okay what do we do from here mm-hmm. so on a scale of 1 to 10 10 being the highest and 1 being the lowest how do you rate yourself on a, for sense of humor 9.9 wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm always laughing like this <laughs> and my son sometimes you know he has a different personality comes and mom we have a problem <laughs> don't say problem okay tell me what it is at least <laughs> i i now he has gotten used to me mm. and i said i don't see a problem mm. <laughs> as much as you are seeing it uh, it's all about the depth or the height mm-hmm. depth of the problem and uh, you know uh, so i don't see anything and once i sp- once he talks to me and i give him some solution then he feels better because, okay. yeah because i'm an aries Do you know the zodiac signs? Yeah, yeah. yeah I am yeah, also an Aries. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I love Aries. Uh, I love to interact with Aries and I'm an Aries. My son is a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And so he's always very careful and uh, I bring him to the normal level first and then I inspire him later. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So now, what's the best compliment that you've ever received? the be- the funny and the best compliment that i ever received was there was a uh, event in uh, thai they did it in in my favor actually which i didn't know i just went there and uh, they gave me a, a a toy of a bunny you know what a bunny is mm-hmm. it's a rabbit yeah. and it's a standing rabbit it just goes walks 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 and so you have to put a battery to it 
<laughs> so uh, they gave that as a gift to me and i was laughing like crazy oh my god this is a funny gift and i still have it in my boston in my home even today and they called it as energizer bunny <laughs> <laughs> And, and they said we don't have to say any more you know this is the best gift for you that is the funniest moment of my life mm-hmm. yeah and okay. even when i go to boston today uh, some some old friends they ask me do you still have that bunny with you <laughs> that's all yeah you know that energy uh, if you have positive energy it's contagious even if somebody is um, you know mourning someone what i do is when i go i hardly go to these kind of events but when i go i start praising that person everybody looks at me they, they used to look at me at least in my family they used to look at me and they used to say are you crazy aren't you aren't you supposed to mourn hmm. i said what's the point what's the point in crying and mourning you have to highlight their successes hmm. that is the best thing you can do for that person <laughs> awesome yeah so that so what is what is, i do great what is that one sentence which you tell yourself uh, to move ahead in life to bounce back mm-hmm. to bounce back that's what i said what the hell right i start with that <laughs> yeah and then uh, how do i move forward how do i uh, get out and how do i change course like right? mm-hmm. yeah and um, you know i always never complain mm-hmm. any problems that come to me mm-hmm. i say i'm glad this came to me mm-hmm. i op- i invite it with open arms because because i know i can take it mm-hmm. yeah great so who influenced you the most in your life first of all it's my father mm i was my father's girl um uh, you know and uh, he um, used to protect me i mean he used to inspire me so much and uh, even when i was a little girl like uh, 9 10 he was uh, in the us when i he left india he got his phd from berkeley california also in those days when i was 4 he left when i was 6 uh, years later 10 he came back i got attached to him so much he got attached to me so much we were so close he even believe it or not he even used to take me to uh, board meetings mm. because i was so well behaved i used to sit in one corner and listen 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 uh, to everything when i never used to understand i used to come home and ask him what do they mean by that what did they mean by that like that that was my first uh, inspirer and teacher and uh, then he knew that i would get married very early in life and uh, and leave so he would protect me uh, you know so much and he used to love me so much then my mother also used to give me a different kind of value she was a solid support to my father so and also do you have do you know this um, uh, proverb that they say in uh, india that is uh, the fruit behind the leaf ele madada kai kai kannada adalle heltarala so and my mother was like that okay she was so solid uh, and she would uh, support my family and also my father without him knowing it and then after he passed away she became an entrepreneur in a way she started our uh, telugu association our padmashali association for women uh, she did all those things and so that she was my second uh, person who in- inspired me uh, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, then afterwards, I can tell you today that I am blessed with so many people that I have met who are great people in the world. And uh, I'm so blessed with it, with it because of the Thai network and Thai influence. And I can't even tell you what I learned from anybody who inspires me most. I can't tell you because mm-hmm. they all, the CK Prahalad, we used to joke with him. And he is such a source of inspiration to me. Every time I read that bottom of the pyramid, only one thing I, uh, I think is if I can help 10 of those people, that will be great. You know, mm-hmm. like that. So I'm so blessed, not with money. Uh, you know, I don't say money is not important for me. I'm so blessed with people who inspire me on one side. I learn from the other side and I give on the third side. Mm-hmm. Trinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that Those are the three things I'm very fortunate about. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, lastly, like uh, we would just uh, try to understand what are the three values which you value the most in your life? First value is, um, you know, it's that giving, right? You understand people and you figure out what they can, uh, uh, what, uh, what are their gaps. Don't tell them that and help them. That is something that you have to uh, inspire people. You help them, guide them just by inspiration. They are not going anywhere mm-hmm. and support them. Mm-hmm. Guide them, support. So first is uh, inspire them, guide them and support. Those are the three things. If you give uh, everybody uh, that you come across will become a successful entrepreneur, businessman or a career person. No problem. They can choose whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think with this, we come to the end of this uh, talk. Great. It was wonderful. It was Great. really a wonderful talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice meeting you, Gunjan. <laughs> nice. Same here. <laughs> yeah. I thank Miss Geeta Ramamurthy from the bottom of my heart for her time and sharing her amazing journey with an open heart and childlike enthusiasm. Her engaging and energizing experiences are a huge learning for everyone who listens to this piece of conversation. Here are my few takeaways from this remarkable conversation. The first one, nobody can be you. Secondly, have a changing attitude to reinvent yourself and change course quickly. Thirdly, staying in touch with people who inspire you again and again. Fourthly, ability to unlearn and learn new things. The fifth one being develop the mindset of no free service to anyone. And sixth, always be open to getting advice and move forward. Never lose out on an opportunity to learn from the life lessons of real-time business owners on Dream 100 Show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dream 100 Show. And now make a smart decision of taking the next step towards your dreams. We strongly believe that life is just a play as we win some, we lose some, we miss some and we mess with some. So enjoy your journey and play to the fullest. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the Dream Hundred Show and leave a review. Share your biggest takeaways with us and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. This is Savita and Gunjan signing off. Catch you soon in our next episode. Oh, oh, oh.